Hello friends and folks, and welcome back to another Neutral Game Podcast. It's your newbie-friendly fighting game podcast. I am Six Detmar from Scanline Media, your regular co-host, but I have someone else in store for you today. Uh, Mia Drag is uh, living their life. Just but who living. Isn't? Me? Yeah, is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah, it's me. New new challenger approaches. Uh, I'm Kyrie Page of Scanline Media. Kyrie, you and I both like to uh, fight uh, in fighting games. Obviously, uh, in our interpersonal relationships, we like to get along and be friends. Yes, but um, we we set we we I would say we settle it in Smash, but we play. <laughs> I was about to say a real fighting game, <laughs> but I was one, I backed off because I was worried that'd be too mean. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we, let's just say we leave it all out on the field. There's no time for hard feelings when all of them have been concentrated in dwarf fists. Uh-huh. Or, in, in this case, uh, hitting, hitting buttons on a, on a joystick. Yeah, the, the, end, the ends of our, our, our you know, like our, our little fingers. fingers you know. on a, yeah. Yeah. Mostly, I'm, you know, I think there's a lot going on with my, my, you know, pointer and middle finger. That's where a lot of the buttons, that's where the magic happens. I kind of use, okay, so like, when I play like fighting games, like when I play uh, French bread fighting games and also um, Arxis fighting games, uh, because they commonly have like three, four button setups. What I like to do is, um, like for example, Undernight, um, I put A, B, and C, basically corresponding with my index, middle, and ring finger, and then oh. D is on my thumb. Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah, like it's just feels more natural for me i do it for dragon ball as well um i have the tag buttons like on the you know if you have the eight button layout i have them on the end so i can like i have to shift my hand a little to tag in and out but it's an option it's like it's a button that i use like you don't use that as frequently as like you know your like medium heavy and key button so honestly i I really think that what I do, since since it sounds like we have similar styles, I think you should try light, light medium, heavy, and then, uh, you know, like special slash key, tag one, tag two. So just only using six buttons. I find you don't have to stretch. Okay. You know what? It's I, a good layout. I think I tried that layout at, like, the game was not necessarily rel- it was relatively new. I think it was, I was at came out 2018 2019 dragon ball no way it was 2019 it's definitely older than that um pretty sure it's like 2018 it was 2017 2017 jeez. okay um i don't know i if it's kind of irrelevant um when i was at anime usa i remember we had um arcade setups um like you know, like custom arcade cabinets there, and I played DBFC with the six button layout, and I remember mm-hmm. doing okay with that. So I don't know, maybe I'll give that a shot. You know, I played Street Fighter; I've gotten used to the six button layout, you know, without a problem. But it's just like it's one of those things where I just like naturally want to use the top row and then just let my thumb do like a dedicated button hit. It's makes sense Mm -hmm. um but we're here to talk about the latest beta in the world of fighting games we've been playing dnf duel which is the fighting game uh made by uh aiding and uh, arxis adapting dungeon fighter online yep uh dungeon fighter online if i recall correctly it is a korean it's kind of an mmo it's like if I recall the basic premise of Dungeon Fighter Online is that you are basically playing like you're playing a sort of beat-em-up but mm. you have um, fighting game inputs in the game um, you know you like your dragon punches your fireballs like things like that um, like DNF has not DNF uh, Dungeon Fighter Online seems to have like a pretty sizable fan base if like i so 
We first heard about DNF Duel, I believe, in December of 2019. I think that's when the first trailer dropped. Um, I could look it up real quick just to be 100% sure. But while I'm, while I'm here, so they... So this trailer kind of comes out of nowhere. <laughs> um, mm. uh, where it was at a, a convention or like a festival for dungeon fighter um and it just was like they showed the logos and it was arxis you know was lending development um to the game like they are i don't know the exact role they have um okay yeah it was 11 months ago when the first uh trailer for dungeon uh, dnf duel came out and we only got like a 60 second trailer and it would show snippets of the different fighters and we'll, we'll talk about the different fighters in a little bit um mm -hmm. but then it was like it was literally radio silent for like 11 months um mm -hmm. like you know granted um this was like you know around like when the pandemic kind of started so you can kind of infer that, you know, maybe development of DNF Duel got slowed down because, you know, suddenly everybody was working from home. So they didn't have that much to show. But then about a month or so ago, um, they just started popping up trailers like for characters on their YouTube page. And like really consistently. Yeah, really. Like we're talking every couple of days we get a new trailer. Um mm -hmm. Where they just, sh like, granted these were short trailers, you basically got the character's intro sequence, um, a few snippets, of a few combos, their super, and then, like, their outro. And then the logo, DNF Duel, who's next? Like, who's next is, like, kind of the tagline for this game. And then, just, like, a few weeks ago... They announce a beta, a free beta over the weekend of the, it was, it was this last weekend, right? Um, yeah, why am I in January? Oh, because I was putting in my work schedule. <laughs> yeah, it was through the 17th through the 19th, um, and it was a worldwide uh, beta. Although, interestingly, I don't think the beta was live in Germany because of ratings problems. Yeah, I think yeah they are having some some ratings issues over there. Um, it's interesting. There are, there are a few things that are sort of interesting context for this. First of all, DNF. You may think that's Dungeon, the end on the end fighter, right? Right. That's not true. Not true at all. Because uh, the uh, Korean name for this game is Dungeon and Fighter, so it's Dungeon and Fighter, um, and it's just Dungeon Fighter Online in America because they thought. Dungeon and Fighter was a weird name for Americans, which I think they were pretty much right. Um, mm -hmm. Also, this game is uh, from 2004, is Dungeon Fighter. Um, and I played some of it this week. They never had like a redo the graphics thing. This game looks ancient. Mm -hmm. I remember playing, I remember playing it like, so it's been on Steam for a long time, and you shouldn't play the Steam version because apparently it randomly bans you like you experienced. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't know this, but I remember, like, long time ago, this was, like, when Steam was kind of new, that they just released different free games and MMOs and stuff. I remember playing uh, Dungeon Fighter Online for, like, an hour or two. It thought, like, mm -hmm. huh, this is, like, a weird thing. It wasn't my thing. I only really, like, the only MMO that's ever clicked with me like, ever was, you know, Final Fantasy XIV. Um, mm -hmm. But, so, I guess it's, like, per that context, it seems, like, it, anybody who kind of knows me, I have been talking up this game quite a bit. You know, I would post the new character trailers on Twitter. I would talk about it because I have been incredibly excited for this game. And I, I guess I could. the reason for it being is if I don't have an attachment to Dungeon Fighter, 
Like, what am I so excited by? And it's like, it's not just Arxis, because Arxis puts out some great fucking fighting games. But it's just that, like you said earlier, aiding. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about aiding a little bit. Aiding, Why not? Aiding is a, a kind of a weird company. Um, they've been like they've been around for quite some time, mostly doing like port work, kind of like back in the day. Um, they I think their original company title was like Azing, and then it became Aiding. Um, oh no, Rising uh, was mm-hmm. their original. They were mostly known for shoot 'em ups, um, but then they developed a fighting game called um, Bloody Roar. That was in cooperation with Hudson, like before Hudson was like acquired by Konami. Like I think Konami is the company that currently has the Bloody Roar license. And they've done sounds sounds distinctly possible. Yeah, um, I'm sure, like all their licenses, Konami has taken very good care of it. Absolutely, obviously. Oh, sidebar about Bloody Roar, um, Casey Montillo, I believe their name is the voice of the Netflix dub of Shinji. Um, they are helping a fan project to redub a uh, Bloody Roar into English. <laughs> okay, sure. Funny that. So. I guess that kind of speaks to my larger point is that eating fighting games have like, I guess just, a, they have really small followings except for one. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but they did bloody war three, bloody war four. They did the clash of ninja games on GameCube or the uh, Naruto Gekito Tyson, I believe is the Japanese title. Um, they did four of those. They've had some stinkers. I'm not going to lie. They did, um, Zatch Bell, Momondo Battles, um, couple others. They're mostly, I'm, go ahead. TVC, you know, you, you got to shout out yeah. Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Yeah, that's the other thing. You got games like Tatsunoko versus Capcom, uh, Fate Unlimited Codes, um, I mean, not a fighting game, but you can see the connection. They did work on Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. Yeah. Like, and then um, a couple of years ago, this was their last, the last game they worked, like, one of the last games they worked on, like, fighting game-wise. They did Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> and the base one. And the yeah. base, yes. And I don't know if, like, their, like, their logo doesn't, sh- like, I... If you did not know until this point that aiding worked on Marvel vs. Capcom 3, I would not, like, I, it, it, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, like, I would not blame you, because you don't see aiding's yeah. logo, like, anywhere. You see Marvel Comics, Capcom Presents, I did that backwards. Uh, we fix it in post. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of you know, it's like it's like they do with Street Fighter, right? When when you play Street Fighter Four and Street Fighter Five, Capcom's like, oh, this is a Capcom game, and they don't mention the fact that they basically outsourced all the development. Yeah, to Dimps uh, specifically. Yeah, yeah Dimps uh-huh. did um, all the Street Fighter Four versions and have been working on Street Fighter Five for a while. Um, so they did Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom Three, which. The, like, last weekend or so at CEO, uh, they had it on the main stage. Like, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 has a huge following in the U.S. Like, definitely the U.S. I don't know about necessarily any other region, but, like... Yeah. Like, um, I think we all saw the story on Twitter of that um, elderly couple that entered into uh, the Marvel 3 tournament. Um... And everybody was just enamored with that. But yeah, people love Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. And I think broadly with aiding, my relationship with aiding fighting games, especially with Tatsunoko versus Capcom, like I really love Tatsunoko versus Capcom. I, I remember um I remember I was at mid there was a midnight release for it um at GameStop. Or whatever. And all my friends at the time were picking up Mass Effect 2. And I picked up Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Uh, I still think I won in that equa- in that exchange. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so they might disagree. Who knows? Because they probably never played Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Exactly. Um, like, to me, the thing that makes me excited about DNF Duel, and we will talk about the gameplay of DNF Duel in a little bit, but I just wanted to preface it with that I feel that Aiding, as a company, the way they design their fighting games, you can see this in TVC, Fate Unlimited Codes, in Marvel 3, that they seem to have this approach of basically giving players every toy in the toy box to play with. Um, yeah, they... I don't think you could... If you told them that their game was broken, I don't think they'd take that as an insult. Exactly. And that's for better and for worse. For better and for worse. <laughs> like, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, we've had it like a decade with this game, and people have pretty well understood that, like, Virgil is, like, the most powerful character in that game to the point where if you watch any, like, ratio tournaments online um virgil is just straight up banned because like he's worth like 12 points out of 10 possible Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and they want to encourage people to use like lower tier characters but or i mean one of my favorite players uh, apology man plays the classic firebrand team which breaks the rules of a team game the idea is that you're supposed to have three characters and three life bars when the firebrand team is played correctly if you get hit once the game is over yes Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> but that's kind of like those moments, like those cases are incredibly broken, but Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, over the decade lifespan it's had, you can see like so much player creativity and expression. You can see people who just come up with these bizarre teams, like um, one of my personal favorites is I Heart Justice, who... Mm. Um, he plays Point Phoenix Wright. No, no, no. I think it's... Is it Point Phoenix Wright? It's Point Phoenix yeah. Wright. It's Point Phoenix Wright. He plays Captain America. I don't remember his third. Anchor uh, Doctor Strange. Um, sure. Okay. Yes. And, like, Doctor Strange is, like, I think generally a pretty mid to upper tier character. But, you know, Phoenix Wright and Captain America aren't that high on the list. But the way... I Heart Justice plays them, the way he understands those characters, he makes them look like just, they look bananas. They look so fun to play. Um, And that's the thing that really excites me about DNF Duel is with the short time I've had with it, I can see, like, I don't know, truthfully, I don't know if this game is going to have, like, legs 10 years or whatever, but... I genuinely think that what we have already with DNF Duel shows, like, Aiding's design philosophy of, fuck it, go nuts, you know? I definitely think that's fair to say, and I have, I guess, you know, as I've hinted, I have problems with that as well as appreciation for that. Sure. Let's talk about some of the problems with that. Let's get into DNF Duel itself. Um, because okay. I want to hear like your thoughts before I gush about the game. <laughs> so DNF Duel is a 1v1 fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, it has uh, Mostly it has simplified inputs. You can do, like, like um, the game it's based on, Dungeon Fighter Online, um, you can do like one-button skills or you can do a motion and it makes you recover MP a little faster. Um and MP is the resource used to do the like the spe- the enhanced sort of EX basically moves. Right. Um and um I don't know, I think um it is closer to like it is it is an anime fighter, but it's not the anime fighter. It's closer to like a, a Grand Blue versus yeah. where you don't like for example, you don't have a double jumper in air dash. Um you also can't air block. Um it can like Action can happen very fast, but movement is not very fast. No, right? no, no. Like, in my, like, when playing DNF Duel, like, the characters, I wouldn't say sluggish. Like, the charitable read is that a movement is supposed to be deliberate in this game, but you think mm-hmm. the way the game looks, like, there's a tradition of anime fighters or anime style fighting games to have this, like, really intense, like, quick movement, especially if you come off of, you know, recent games. Like, um, you know, Guilty Gear, Strive, uh, Melty Blood, 
like things of like anime games of though that nature like strives mm-hmm. a little yeah. slower like but if you go back like one you know one game prior with guilty gear exard like if you watch like pro exard play it's nuts um people are mm-hmm. moving all over the screen especially and also type lumina the new melty blood game like movement is so quick in that game yeah um, but D- uh, DNF Duel is definitely slower of a game. Except for, of course, when you get up close where, I mean, that's the thing is that though the movement is slower, once you get up close, it explodes into anime fighter action, right? Mm-hmm. Combos are, are like intricate, but forget, like they're flashy and do a lot of damage, but they're not that hard to execute, at least the ones we've discovered so far. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just very, very... Um, I think it, it, it. I think what it's going for, and I think it mostly achieves, is sort of like Street Fighter ish levels of like positioning and pacing, and sort of the slow looking for an opportunity. But then when you get an opportunity, it explodes into anime violence. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, when you get, like you said, when you get up close, you can just pull out these absurd combo strings and start laying down some like serious damage um you made a comparison the grand blue earlier and um i feel that's appropriate so if you haven't played grand blue fantasy versus one of the core things of that game's mechanics is that the special moves have cooldown. you know based upon whether you do the um you know direction plus special input or you do the um traditional fighting game input with that or ex or ex yeah um it has different properties but those were tied to the move itself so it wasn't a situation where um if you do catalina's um like ice missile thing i think it was an ice missile thing i don't know i haven't played the game in a while um not ice missile it's just like a sword shot sword shot yeah for all it's a fireball for all intents and purposes you couldn't Mm -hmm. string together three of those for example um dnf duel has the mp bar that rapidly fills up like this game just drowns you in meter um and the idea is that with the game's like systems one of the core systems in dnf duel is like the ability to cancel moves you can spend a little bit of meter to um cancel pretty much any move in the roster uh, in the uh, in your move list like i think there are some exceptions i'm sure people will find them but pretty much anything can be canceled especially with the conversion system um mm-hmm. but the idea is that say you're playing as like striker or something and do her um like whirlwind kick move you can in theory string a couple of those together with the MP system. And this isn't... You say in theory. This is not a theory. Um, you probably don't know this, but I mentioned I mentioned regular co-host uh, Miodrag, Miodrag Kovacevic. Mm-hmm. Um, we played a bunch of games, actually. Okay. Um, because I was up late on Sunday nights, and it was early Sunday morning for him. Mm-hmm. And so we played, uh, we played, I don't know, 20 games or something. Right. Um. And he's a striker main. Right. And um, he's better than you. He's better than me. Right? <laughs> he's He played a lot of the beta. Um, and I, by the end of that, was... I felt like that was very eye-opening for both the potential of this game. Like, it leaned even harder. It felt more aiding after that, uh, yeah, that set. absolutely. Because... I um I lost most of those games, right? Mm-hmm. Which not surprising. But the thing that drove me crazy was that what Mia Drog would do is a couple of tricks. One, you do the dive kick, and then after the dive kick is blocked, you're still airborne, so you get like three or four free overheads, mm-hmm. which is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and then also the fact that with meter, you can do the whirlwind kick block string. And it's safe on block, and you can do, like, five of them and do about 40% of someone's life in gray damage if they block it. And then you just land a hit, and then you get all that damage. It's 
broken. Like, I legitimately think <laughs> it is fucked. And yeah. this is a beta of a game that's not out for, like, six months. Yeah, they announced... But, like... The, yeah, they recently announced the um, release date to be summer 2022. Expect that to be pushed by a couple of months by just the nature probably. of game development so we're probably going to be looking at fall but continue and it's fascinating but the thing that scares me is if it was anyone but aiding they'd see that and go oh we better do something about that aiding very well might not and it wasn't fun for me to do everything right and lose 40 percent life that sucks shit actually (laughs) (laughs) also every part of that it's not a true block string every part of it is a frame trap it's pretty nuts. It's fucked. Yeah. It's unreal. <laughs> like, I legitimately was discussing, like, so am, am I better off just getting hit by this combo? Because it seems like I might be better off. At least then I'll get knocked down and I can tech and possibly get a 50-50. Mm-hmm. Like, just, um, and I think that's, like, I think that's a particularly rough example in this game. But I do don't think it's, like, it's certainly not singular. You've got, like, Crusader in this game who is a dude who can make walls uh-huh. and he he can two touch you with like round start he can two touch you yeah i rem- i distinctly remember early in strive's life people were talking about damage values and thinking they needed to move to a three round or best of five round structure for um that game to which I don't necessarily think Guilty Gear Strive needs to have best of five. Uh, DNF Duel probably needs it. <laughs> like Probably does. Yeah, yeah. Because games can be over in an instant. Like the same way how, you know, Tekken has like 60 second timers and those games are like really fucking fast. Um, DNF Duel is a really quick game. Um yeah, it, it, it is like if you just scroll, like if you go on the DNF Duel like tag um, on Twitter, you will see people uh, like throughout the beta weekend posting just just nutty stuff, which is mm-hmm. truth be told what I was hoping for <laughs> because it was like I want to see the fucked up nonsense people can come up with. Granted, there totally. there is some fucked up nonsense that is genuinely not fun like the grappler infinite that was found i think they're going to fix that because Mm. like infinites are a little more okay in a team-based fighter like you know marvel 3 or um they don't have any in dbz but you know in those style of games an infinite is a little bit more excusable because you know you have three characters and you really have to commit to the combo in such a way that, like, you have to be in certain conditions, like the TAC infinites and in Marvel 3. You know, you have to, you really have to know your stuff and you have to waste, like, 30, 40 seconds of time. Or even, I mean, like, one of the ones that I believe never got fixed was Street Fighter 4's uh, El Fuerte, like, run cancel. Run stop cancel? Infinite. Yeah. Which was like that was okay because every every single step of it was a one frame link. Nobody was capable of ma- of do- maintaining it for long in tournament, and so it's like this is okay. But like this grappler one is like unbelievably easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like what quarter circle back special. Well, you don't even need to do the quarter circle. Oh, you just... can just hold away from the enemy and hit the skill button, and just do that every time, and you'll just get the combo. You see, that's the type of thing that I think aiding will take out because like to me the type of fucked up nonsense that defines an aiding game like i you know i distinctly think about how in fate unlimited codes you could just do lancer's entire a uh, bone of my sword speech and get like <laughs> a, like a huge attack from it it's incredibly hard to pull off and incredibly impractical but it's cool as fuck when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, coming back to like Marvel three, uh, you have like Phoenix, Wright, Who has like turnabout mode that you can enter, but there's a lot of really specific conditions. Like that's the stuff to me that I really enjoy about eating games in that, you know, it gives like, even when it's not necessarily, 
practical, it's cool. Sure. Yeah. Um, like I, I know this isn't like, I don't know how much weight this like necessarily carries, but I remember, um, you and I played some games on like the last day of the beta and then, um, you played a few games with, uh, Jennifer, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to her about it, and I overheard her. Um, she was just like, just playing the game for like a couple minutes. She was like, "Oh, I'm doing really cool stuff." Like, yeah, like I think that's one of the biggest strengths that DNF Duel has right now is that you could just do cool things really quickly in this game. Um, and I think you know after the game comes out, you know the pros are gonna be able to find the optimal combo routes and things like that. Like that stuff is going to be well understood. But I think that to me, the thing that makes like aiding style of fighting game design work is you should just be able to kind of pick up a character and start doing cool looking things. Like just, you just start from there because I, Mm -hmm. Um, that's the thing that gets people interested in playing a fighting game is like, you know, when you're at like level zero or level one or whatever you want to say, you know, like that type of player only cares about like, oh, can I do a cool thing? And I think DNF Duel is really successful at letting you do a cool thing. Mm -hmm. I also want to give some credit to, uh, to, to, DFO itself and uh, uh, Neeple, the developer of that, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, the designs we're working with are like, you know, they're slightly modified, but they are just characters from DFO. And the designs are really like, I don't think there's a design in the game that I don't think is cool. And also that doesn't communicate what they do very well, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like you take one look at these uh, like characters and you know exactly what their deal is. You know, you can get a pretty good idea of, like, how they play before you even pick up, like, the stick. You know, you look at fucking Ranger and it's like, oh, he's like a weird cowboy man with double revolvers. He probably shoots his guns a lot and is a zoner. Um, Grappler is wearing a black gi, you know. But more than that, like, probably one of the coolest, like, design-wise characters is um, the character I think you gravitated towards, uh, Hitman. Yes. Hitman is fucking cool. He has those, like, little round sunglasses that he puts into his pocket, pulls out a fucking katana, and, like, what is it, a submachine gun? Mm Mm-hmm. And a a detail that I really love is he he has this submachine gun... He's not a zoner. I mean, like, he has great normals, so he's that style of zoner. Uh-huh. But the way it works is that the muzzle flash of his gun is a hitbox. There are no bullets. And it's great. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, even even the biggest dweebus of them all, <laughs> um, Crusader. <laughs> <laughs> Hollowed be thy Oki. <laughs> May you always be plus. Go forward and <laughs> Jesus Reflector. <laughs> Even like I mean, he's very clearly designed after old school D and D clerics. Mm-hmm. But he's this massive motherfucker with a huge he's... hammer. <laughs> he's just so yoked. He's like, listen, Jesus was a carpenter, so <laughs> you got a lift, baby. <laughs> ripped like jesus (laughs) um like yeah every character like i think when you look at the roster and they're expanding the roster as well like i think they announced like three more characters after the beta like we have like a ghost samurai man who was announced in the latest trailer um it's just that like these characters like you said instantly communicate to you how these characters should play, but also be just incredibly visually appealing. And I think that's one of the things I think is going to help this game is Arxis is 
um, a co-developer on this game, and they have clearly lent like their um, graphics engine to um, aiding, right? And or they may mm-hmm. have, they may just be handling the graphics side of it while aiding focuses on you know mechanics, right? Right. Um, and it has that same style that we've seen in Dragon Ball. We've seen it in Guilty Gear. Um, we've seen it in um, Grand Blue. Like, like that style is still really appealing. I mean, granted, you know, nothing's going to be as fucking cool as when the first Exard trailer came out. <laughs> uh, brief aside, uh, I was in a... I was in a store. Ever heard of like Play and Trade? I don't know if they had them in, in the West Coast. No, I don't. It's not familiar. Um, I think it might have been an East Coast thing. Basically, it was like it was a GameStop style store, but they also sold retro games as well. Um, so that's where I would go to get like PS2 games, you know, SNES, even going back to Atari. It was a really cool store. Um, I think mine in Maryland shut down a while ago, unfortunately. Um, you know, the market's rough out there, but, um, I was just, you know, hanging out. I was checking out the games. Right. And I was just chatting mm. with the clerk cause it was just like me and the clerk and I kind of knew him and we had gotten to talking about fighting games. I said, Oh, I really like guilty gear. Right. Whatever. Just a conversation keeps going. They says to me, Hey, there's a new guilty gear trailer. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> so he turns his computer screen so I can see it. I look over the counter. We didn't have any sound, but the moment the camera turned, it does the. It's when he. Do, it's when he does the dust and the camera turns. Well, it's specific like uh, the moment is like when Kai and Soul's swords clash. Oh, right in that first one, it is. The yeah, clash, it right. is the clash, and the camera spins around, in which we both lost our goddamn minds <laughs> yeah. and i was like can i pre-order this now and he was like it doesn't even have a date attached to it it was like i know i just want to give you money right now <laughs> um i would show this trailer to people who aren't even into fighting games and their jaw would drop <laughs> like yeah yeah and again it's like that style looks really cool and it works really well for um D- for DFO style, um, it really communicates like the big exaggerated characters, but they're also incredibly readable. Um, you know, the fists and feet are like well defined, so that you can see where every hitbox is. Like, um, even though like this game can become very fast in the um, in like at close range, you never get this for me anyway you don't really get the sense of like getting lost in a visual slurry like i think that's one of the things that um arxis like really provides with um their pipeline with making these types of fighting games is that they are incredibly like readable in a split second which is what you need in a fighting game you know this goes back all the way back to street fighter 2 when the artists and street fighter 2 said it's like yeah we exaggerate the hands and feet in that game so that you can see where you know everything is in a moment's notice and also i mean i think an important thing to highlight is you know there's you know we've had these games that have used this this art style right or this this graphical engine um we've had you know dragon ball fighters or grand blue versus or guilty gear of course um and a thing that I I feel bears saying, right, mm-hmm. is this like particular style of like Korean fantasy art, which I I think doesn't get nearly enough credit. Like, there are no designs in this I don't think are sick. I can list someone from any one of those other ones that I don't think is sick. I don't think Chip looks cool. I don't think Axel Lowe looks cool. No, they kind of look like think... dorks, yeah. Yeah, I don't think fucking like Lewayne from Grand Blue looks cool. Everyone in DNF looks cool. Yeah, the artists who worked on this game clearly, like, I don't know what the relationship between like Arxis and Neeple like is, but it's very clear that the art team working on this game were able to like like one of the things that you can do in Dungeon Fighter Online is like your character can like ascend and like change form 
and mm-hmm. you, there that that is not re- represented mechanically in the game so far. Um, but and though you are playing like partially ascended characters, partially yeah. But it was also very clear that the art team took a hard look at like, okay, what is the essence of Hitman? What is the essence of Dragon Knight? Like, how can we communicate? Like, how can we have the designs from these games faithfully recreated while not losing that thing that is so, like, unique to Korean fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, the faces are, like, all anime or whatever, but, like, it is very clear, like, the way the clothing is designed uh, in the game. Like, the, like, dragon, like, I... Like, I draw attention to Dragon Knight, like, with her extra bits and bobs, like, on her dress, and, like, she has a shoulder pauldron that has, like, a moving jaw of a dragon on it, and it's, like, mm-hmm. like in, in, like, almost any other design that would look clunky and weird or whatever, but, like I said, with Korean fantasy, they do such a good job at, like, it just looks dope. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the final ascensions of first my fighter and then yours. Okay. All right, let me see. So there's final Hitman. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, we got ourselves like a green coat, like over his shoulders. He has like, a, is that a cummerbund uh, in the, in the, I think that, I think that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Like wispy white hair. Yeah. That's got like a like a winged like badge on his chest. Yeah. Now this one is gonna send you for a loop. You're gonna have a reaction to this. Here's the end of Brawler. I'm leaning back in my chair. <laughs> so Damn girl, we... what? <laughs> we have a uh skin tight sleeveless like purple snakeskin shirt with black leather down the side. We have a leather coat with a bunch of spikes on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. She's got a ton of piercings. She's got a bunch of scars. She looks hardcore. She looks. <laughs> hey, free. Hey, uh, to uh, Arxis, Nipple, Aiding, whatever, by the way, Aiding, if you're listening, I fucking love you. Um, but this is mostly to the art department. Get these costumes in the game, please. <laughs> it's a lot. I know it's a, like a lot of work or whatever, but hey, it, just... no, I'm I'm not arguing against it. It's great. It's just, boy, howdy, <laughs> Christ. Um. So yeah, uh, I don't know. I have just been. I guess to me, like, I I have been positively vibrating over just how excited I've been for this game. And, you know, I recognize that there are going to be, like, there are some shortcomings to this game, sure. And also, let's talk briefly about, like, the the beta itself was kind of weird. You can't play it anymore, Mm -hmm. obviously, since this came out. But it was kind of weird how... Okay, in order for you and I to find a game... Sorry, sorry, one more. One more. Okay, sorry. We'll we'll get back to that it's, in just a it's, second. It's Brawler. <laughs> He's what? got like a wolf pelt coat over like a like a black and gold vest, uh a gray and red shirt that's like open to show a bunch of tattoos. He's got spiked bracelets and a bunch of belts wrapped around like and like chains wrapped around his fist. Punished. He's got an iPad. Punished <laughs> grappler. This is incredible. Incredible art. Incredible design. And there are alternate versions, you know, like this this is one of the jobs, right? Mm-hmm. You know what else like the male fighter can end up looking like? Little different. This motherfucker looks like a Thunderbolt fan- fantasy character. Like What? Little different. <laughs> yeah, do you There are possibilities here. Yeah. Do yourself a favor, start Googling, like, Dungeon Fighter Online, like, Ascended Forms. You'll... Mm-hmm. 
You'll be in for a treat. What the fuck was I talking about? You start, you <laughs> Sorry, I just destroyed Okay, okay, you. okay, it's fine. Um, the things that make me excited about this game and its shortcomings, like, besides its shortcomings. Uh, okay, now I remember. Okay, the beta itself. To find a game that we could play, we had to, like, six, you had to, like, make a room with an odd number of, like, people that could go in the room and also change one of the rules that I would then hit the search button over and over until I saw your name pop up. Like, I... On one level, I kind of get what they were going for, why they didn't include, like, a training mode or local versus when it was pretty clear. Like, I don't know how far into development this game is. Like, we're over six months away at this point. There's going to be a lot of work left to do on this game. And it seems mm -hmm. like the purpose of this beta was to test the rollback netcode and, like, make sure that people could connect to games and fight each other um but still it's a little annoying not to have like a training mode but yeah i mean i i assume there has to be another beta they're gonna do they're probably gonna um, do another beta i think they've said as much um that they're gonna deliver another beta like sometime soon who is that what so, um, the priest can become the Inquisitor, which is her normal, the one she, that's in DNF Duel, or she can become the Mistress, who's a priestess who seduces people with the power of original sin. Alright, we gotta play some fucking Dungeon Fighter <laughs> online. This game sounds... This is how they get you! <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I think, like... On some level, like, if I was a developer and I was trying to, like, I just want to test out how good the online connection is for this game. If you put in, like, a training mode, which, you know, people are saying, oh, you can put in a training mode, it's easy. Might not be that easy. We don't know how far into development this game really is. Like, making a demo or a beta is hard because it takes, like, developmental resources away from the main game to, like, make a weird fork of the game and mm -hmm. it's like you know if you include local online like local multiplayer or like a training mode that is like shifting players away from the main thing you are there to test which is the online like this is my only assumption this is my most charitable reading um i still think they could have also done like private lobbies but again it could just be they're not that far into the that far into the development phase right now. I mean, this beta came out of nowhere. Oh yeah, it really did. And I think that actually um, kind of helped it in a way because, mm. like, like we were like I was texting you like forty eight like forty eight hours twenty four hours before this beta, we knew nothing about this game. Like, yeah. we knew characters, but. And we kind of knew platform, like, you know, we knew that it was on uh, PS4 and PS5, but, like, that was it. That was, yeah. like, yeah, and I think in a way that kind of helped the game because it had this, like, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to say, like, air of mystery, but, like, people just didn't know what to expect. It was, like... Like, people were just asking, what the fuck is this game? And what we found is a... It's pretty weird, <laughs> you know, is a little goofy. But I think that there is a really solid foundation for what is to come. Um, I think that... I can't, you know, say for certain that, like, oh, Aiding's done it again because whatever you know we we don't have the full game but i am just i love it when like a fighting game especially or just really any game gives me the ability to really express myself through systems you know like i really value mm -hmm. that 
And I think with DNF Duel, it is going to open up a lot of avenues for player expression and just... I think it at the end of the day, I don't know if it's going to have like a huge following or whatever. It might peter out, you know, after a year or two, who knows. But I am so glad that eating is back after such a long time away from fighting games. Um, like, I really love this company. And I think that they bring something really special to fighting games as a genre that you know like i think you know companies like capcom and snk and even arxis to a certain degree you know not that this is necessarily a bad thing but can sometimes feel a little set in their ways you know mm-hmm. like you play a fucking street fighter game you know what you're getting and that's fine like street fighter is a very good fighting game you know but sometimes i just want to play a game where I fucking do a dive kick and cancel into a Tatsumaki and just just do some really fucking out there nonsense. What about if you do a dive kick and you can cancel it into four overhead, like air jabs, which are overheads, or you can pause a millisecond and turn them instead of into lows at any point? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked. It's fucked. It is uniquely <laughs> fucked. I think the thing that Aiden does really well is like when by doing all these anime games, and they also did a pretty fun Common Rider fighting game, by the way, on the Wii. Um, I played that with a friend over Dolphin um, Netplay, and mm-hmm. for for one, shoutouts to the developers at Dolphin putting out what is arguably one of the greatest emulator programs of all time. Not that you used it. Not that I know, used obviously. it, obviously. <laughs> but let's pretend I did. Wink. I'm mm-hmm. winking really loudly, you see. Um, Don't wink in court. Winking in court's bad. Winking in court is bad. Shit. Um, the fucking net play when I was playing this, like, 2008, 2009 fucking Kamen Rider Wii game with my friend over net play with dolphin had better online than most fighting games i've played (laughs) yeah um it's fucked up but they're the they capture a sense of like like madness and wonder and just silliness in like making fighting games especially making all those anime fighting games so like really capturing the essence of like what makes those anime battles in those shows so fun hell like fucking gekito tyson 4 you know clash of ninja 4 just got like a fan patch called like super you know tnt 4 that has like a huge community apparently like you can play like (laughs) Clash of Ninja 4 at Combo Breaker, and there was, like, enough people to do a tournament of that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm just kind of gushing at this point, but, like, God, it's like, I, I... I just feel passionate about this game. And again, I just, I have no connection to Dungeon Fighter Online at all, but now I'm, like, really yeah. interested in it. And that's, like, yeah. it's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I guess for me, like, the compliment I will give is no matter what, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this game. I tend to buy most new fighting games of, of note that come out just because I have so much interest in the genre and not too many come out. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes I play them and I'm like, okay, that was useful. That was educational. And I had some fun, but whatever. Like, listen, The Last Soul Calibur was a perfectly good game. It was fine. Was I I... I had a decent time with it, but, like, I I neither had a ton of fun at any moment, nor did I get super serious about it. Mm. Right now, the stakes for a DNF duel are, am I going to get be able to get super serious about it? Even if I can't, even if I find that it's too, there are too many things that I find frustrating or, like, uh, obnoxious to deal with, I can tell I'm going to have a ton of fun with the game. And that's that's already a win. Yeah. Like... I think that 
I think that when the next, like, keep on the lookout for the next beta. Like, if you are still, like, on the fence about it or whatever, like, give it a try. Like, I don't know, betas are free. It's just, just download it. I don't know. Just You don't even need PS Plus. Yeah. Oh, you don't need PS Plus for online? Nope, not for the beta. There you go. It's, um, yeah, just like, give it a try. They'll probably push out another beta sometime soon. Um, real quick, uh, I just wanted to mention, um, in our matches, the rollback was pretty well, like, rollback worked pretty well. We had some slowdowns, but that's kind of, like, to be expected. If It kind of felt like server stuff, mostly. Like, when, when I played with Mia Drog, who's, um, I'm on, I'm on, I'm in Southern California in the United States, Mia Drog is in Sweden, mm-hmm. there was no problem. Yeah, I think it was just a matter of, like, everybody was just kind of hammering the servers, but it's like, hey, this is why you have betas, so that you can hammer this stuff out. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we had, like, at max, at any given time, like, five rollback frames or something like that. Um, Besides, like, when it got, like, a little swimmy, but, like, other than that, we had perfectly good matches, you know, when it randomly didn't disconnect us, but, again, that's probably server-side um, I imagine that's like top of the priority for the fixes. Um, and also another thing that'll be useful is um, if you have played the beta, um, even if you really liked it or don't have any thoughts on it or whatever, they usually put out surveys like generally a few weeks after the beta came out. Like keep on the lookout for those surveys um, and you know just fill them out, give them feedback. Like I'm. I'm going to fill, you know, that survey out. Um, one, just one minor note. Um, the audio mixing was like a little low. Did you notice this? Yeah, the, absolutely. The, the, um, the voices were quite low. Yeah. In the mix. Character voices, yeah, were mixed quite low. Like I had all the settings at max, which is what they are on it by default. Music came through fine. Sound effects. It was just like the the character dialogue i don't know if this was like true if you switch the character dialogue to english or japanese uh, like i played in uh korean um mm-hmm. and you should as you should yeah it's, it's korean mmo korean property and also how often do you get to hear korean voice acting just do it yeah it's really good um yeah it's like the mix the audio mix was like really low for some reason um but other than that, I, I, I'm really happy about it. Um, I'm going to try and like write a few more cohesive thoughts around the time this podcast goes up. You should be able to check the site. I'm going to have like a write up, kind of like just reflecting some of the stuff we've talked about. You know, talking about my feelings about aiding as a company and also the, um, the de- the uh, beta itself. Like, what I'm looking forward to, what they need to improve on, things like that. And also the class I'm probably going to play in uh, Dungeon Fighter Online, the Spectre, which is a subclass of the female Slayer. She's cool. I want to, I want to, I want to, like, <laughs> I want to print out this picture, take it to my endocrinologist and be like, turn me into this. <laughs> oh, here, let me get one for Jen. All right, all right, all right, here we go. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I'll. I hers and hers. Yeah. So, uh, which one of you is? <laughs> which one of you is the demon Joker, and which one of you is the horny spec ops lady? Yep. Um. God. Um. I don't know. Uh, any? You got any final thoughts about uh, DNF Duel? Uh. Please add more counterplay is all I'm going to say. Yes. Um, Give me, I, I feel like I need more good options on defense. That is my number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. A do- like they have a dodge roll in the game, but that's not like that's you can. I, I did figure out one thing during the beta where like I could uh, do a dodge roll, hit the conversion button and basically eliminate the recovery frames on it. Um, Mm -hmm. it was a little tricky for my hand to like kind of pull off just because I hadn't gotten used to the motion of it, but I imagine that'll help a lot when closing in, but more defensive options would be good. Like, I don't know if I can, and 
you know, alpha counter or maybe like, which, what do you think? Like an alpha counter or a push block or... Or an instant block or, you know, anything. Uh, just, mm, I, I'll have to look into it a little bit more, but I wonder if this has like kind of like... Um, Arxis games and French Red games kind of have this like cross-up protection system like kind of built in. I don't know if that's present in... Well, you can... Ho- I mean, it has the Grand Blue Guard button. You can just hold that down if you're worried about getting crossed up. Right, yeah. So, yeah, you... Yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, more varied defensive options are good. Um, like, you know, uh, you know, DBFC is pretty good at this. Like, I really like the defensive options in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I- um, anytime you have anytime a brawler cancels the uh, whirlwind kick into the whirlwind kick, the uh, person on the other end should receive an electric shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I'd like that. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I think I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, again, this game's early in development. We're not going to see it for another half a year at the minute. Who? What the? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't post anything. We should keep talking. Yeah, we should just keep talking about this weird, like, <sighs> Calliope Mori fucking AU. <laughs> um, <laughs> You keep distracting me. <laughs> yeah, we're defending. You're too. You're too easily distracted by Korean fantasy art of hot women. It's not my fault. <laughs> Damn. Damn, you got me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm excited. I I think it's gonna be really cool. Can't wait to see what um the pros think. Uh, I wanted to. I guess um. And on like, there was a really great tweet by, uh, Yo Jose. Uh, she made a really great tweet about the NF duel and her thoughts. In, in you know, basically her thoughts was like, this is like some of the most fun I've had in a fighting game. You know, as like recently. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's like. I don't know. I, I, I think the people who get their hands on it are just like, like there's something they know that there's something there, and I'm really excited to see what it becomes. Yeah. Uh, definitely looking forward to to seeing more of it. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> there's no more complicated th- thoughts than that. I want to see more. Yeah. Of it. And I think, like, that's, like, one of the best things, like, a beta can do is, like, a beta should get you, like, be like, okay, you, it's like, you had, um, what's it, you had my attention and, I don't know, fuck it, it's late. Um, um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Don't even, fuck it, whatever. Um, sex, where can people find you on the internet? (laughs) Uh, you can find me at six Detmar S I X D E T T M A R. You can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or Patreon account lo- wow, Patreon.com slash scanline media. Wow, slipped and fell. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kyrie? Uh, you can find me at Kyrie A Page Twitter.com. That's where I post stuff. Uh, for now, I'm also you know I'm the host of a Degarampa podcast, Ultimate Despair Reprise. We recently um recorded an episode on um ultra despair girls uh had a good talk about that and we're going to be talking about Rampa 3 the anime pretty soon um when we get they'll probably like new episodes will probably start coming out after um after the holiday um like i've been pretty busy at my new job so finding time is a little stuff but like hey i I found full-time work. That's kind of the nature of the beast, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, check out those, check out those episodes. You know, we have a bit of a backlog. We also have interviews. Um, the latest interview I did with um, the voice of uh, Ryu in English himself, Kyle Herbert. That was a fun one to talk about. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
check out my podcast, please. <laughs> this is the most. <laughs> so Ooh, they say that this character uses heavy armor. What? I don't agree. She just said, oh, fuck you. Okay, hold on. We need to take this off the air. We need to take this off the air. We'll discuss this later. <laughs> All right, peace, peace. out. <laughs> See ya.